<laughs> you can make a killing though, goddamn. Just start selling little roses. Yeah, just start selling little glass roses and go around to all like the gas stations. Yeah. I, mean, I feel like it would cost me so much and like the moral qualms that I would have about it. The moral qualms. Gotta brand them the right way. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's a, it's a DMT pipe. It's a DMT pipe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're live right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. It's uh, Jacob Brooks and Mike Willis. What's up, guys? What's up? Pleasure to be down here, here, man. Yeah. It's our first time doing uh, in studio in a while. Appreciate you wearing your mask, Mike. <laughs> Jacob brought his too. In case anybody's scared. <laughs> we were talking about glass blowing before we went live because Jacob blows glass. Yeah. What? Why were we talking about crack? Oh, we just called it the crack cast. Because yeah. <laughs> <three. laughs> why not? <laughs> <laughs> so what we were saying is Jacob would blow a crack pipe. And then we would take turns hitting it and testing the, <laughs> I guess, durability. Yeah, yeah. Five yeah, C's the of the crack pipe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, most of my prep, like, pretty much just looks like that already. Right. Like, like, a pipe before it's being made, it kind of just looks like a crack pipe. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been doing that? So, I got started actually doing, like, soft glass initially. So, me and a friend of mine, we took a class down in Richmond, and... There's a place, it's like a hot shop, and soft glass is a little bit different than, like, what we make pipes out of. It's like the traditional video you see where it's, like, the guy pulling the big, long rod out of, like, a furnace and stuff like that. So I started doing that, and then, like, I just asked some of the guys down there, like, is anybody doing, like, lamp work? And there's like, yeah, there's, like, two of us that work here that do it. But I, you know, pretty much just got into it two years after that. So I've been doing it for, like, four years now, you know and just bought a torch and my coworker was kind enough to like let me mess around in his garage and like take his scraps of his stuff you know shout out to matt he's you know an awesome dude very very grateful for like everything he's done for me as far as becoming a glass artist for sure but yeah i mean just kind of like really wanted to do it and just figured it out on my own you know youtube videos and stuff like that Really? So most of it was learned from YouTube videos? Like, you had a basis from doing the soft glass, but then you took that knowledge and then... The soft glass, like, it definitely didn't really teach me anything that I was prepared for with, like, borosilicate. Like, I, I kind of had to... I knew, like, you know, what not to touch, for sure. Like, don't touch the glowing part. <laughs> very, oh, come on. very important rule. That's the funny part. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it, it's just so different. Like, the, the temperature range and, like, you know how fragile one material versus the other can be. There's just so many things that I kind of had to, like, figure out. I'm still learning. I mean, definitely not even, like, an intermediate-level artist by any means, you know. They say with any good craft, you're not real at it yeah. until you've been 10 years in it. This would, like, yeah. anything from tattooing to yeah. even... As soon even as you music. say you're good, like, you're, you're on the decline, I feel like. Yeah, you know? yeah. I think you know everybody. It's good to know, like, your own you know, limits and range, but never be, like, content or satisfied. Like, yeah. always kind of want a little yeah. bit more. And know? always learning. Yeah. Yep. That's important. I definitely got to a point in comedy where I kind of got too content and thought I was, whatever, for lack of better terms, like, too enlightened to seek enlightenment, you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I got stagnant. I plateaued. And then, then I started declining. Yeah, and now I'm like, fuck! I gotta refocus. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm not oh, going at this the way that I need to, <laughs> man. 
Do you have any glass in any shops downtown? Uh, so I work at Natural Mystics, and um, that's usually I'll you know bring a few things in there, and then I kind of like to travel to a few shops in like Richmond or DC, uh, Glasshouse Gallery, the Glass Stash, uh, Culture down in Richmond, and it it really you know depends on just what I'm making at the time and what I have a bunch of. Because there's definitely a big difference between, you know, guys that look at it as, like, an art form where they make, like, one unique piece and that, like, covers their, you know, financial situation for a week versus somebody who's like, I'm going to make 20 pieces that I could sell for cheaper, but, you know, kind of more of a production pipe maker than, a, yeah. like, a, you know, heady artist or something like that. Right. <clears throat> Are you getting close to a point where you can kind of make that your main income i would like to um but i love working at the shop man because for me it's like you know i kind of get to keep my finger on the pulse of the market a little bit more and i like i spend all day selling stuff and figuring out what people want you know and if we happen to be out of something and somebody's like oh it'd be really awesome if you guys could carry this i'm like well i can make that so yeah let me okay let me try and accommodate you guys so right and that too and it's never a bad idea to have your hands in multiple things you they always say you should always have more than one stream of income yeah Yeah, definitely definitely. regardless definitely yeah i mean i'm definitely working at the smoke shop is super laid back anyway i mean that's not like a job where you're going to start like hating like like right now you're working up north dealing with traffic you're working in the fucking heat yeah right. but he's got to deal with fucking people <laughs> yeah sure like true, i would not trade place even though it's a head <laughs> shop and shit like that like i i'm still not still customer service bro people are the worst yeah because it's tough man. yeah because you you deal with fucking everybody from karen to fucking the nicest people ever so you get the fucking the whole spectrum, man. I sold Christmas trees one time, and after that, I will never work retail. <laughs> like, completely will never do anything where I have to sell anything to the public or do any job where I have to help the public do anything. Right, because right. people just fucking suck. Right, so you like being, like, tucked away in your in your machine. Yeah, just like, where like... I'm just off doing my own thing, and then I get a check for it at the end of the week. Right. Like, my boss tells me what the fuck to do at the beginning of the day, and then... That's all I see. <laughs> and then you get to pick and choose who you interact with for the most part yeah. outside of work. And I'm good enough at my job so I don't get bothered. Like, I, right, I, right, I right. I can't deal with people. Because I'm not the type that's going to be like, okay, ma'am. Okay, <laughs> I got you. Okay. I'm like, no, get the fuck out. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no tolerance for fucking people that are shitty. Yeah. So I used to kind of, I don't know exactly what trade you're in, but I used to make that commute every day. Like I'm a I, heavy I, equipment operator. Okay, right on. Like I would, wait, I don't know what time you wake up, like four o'clock in the yeah, morning. Four. Yeah, so I'd and be in DC by six. So I used to do that before I took the job at the shop. And like, again, shout out to Matt because I basically was doing that job and doing that grind and just hit him up one day. I was like, man, <coughs> like, do you guys have anything? Like, I don't care. Like, I'm, right. I li- like this is driving me insane like making that drive so it's tough man like it definitely takes a special like breed of person to be able to you know to yeah. want to go up there and do that kind of work like i just i just couldn't he, yeah i was lucky enough he was like yeah like we'll, we'll figure something out i'm like awesome right like, that was my out and i kind of like jumped for it and like didn't look back but <clears throat> that traffic dude i just can't yeah. <laughs> traffic sucks <laughs> It wasn't if it that. wasn't 
if it wasn't for my hatred for dealing with the public, <laughs> it would be a totally different story. Right. <laughs> like, uh, I just can't, I can't, I can't do it. I worked, like, retail and restaurants before. I've mainly done labor work, but, like, even when I did retail and restaurants, I worked back room at the big box store. I was, like, a dishwasher at the restaurant. So it was very much, like, I don't have to deal with people. I don't mm-hmm. have to deal with orders and shit like that. Right. But the, like, staring at the same environment every day and doing, like, the same monotonous yeah. task every day is what drove me crazy. Like, I, I can't do that. That's why I like doing tree work or, like, landscaping something outdoors because it's... The, the job site switches up so much, you know what yeah. I mean? And like, even though tree work, it's always taking down a tree, it's not always an oak tree. And not every tree grows the same way, so there's... And, you know, they're all sitting different proportions to house. So there's so many variables that go into the job that just, like keep it always changing yeah. as opposed to like plateauing and just getting monotonous like i can't yeah. fucking do that so i i commend anybody who can work like who can work retail yeah. and like end up being a manager at target or something like that because they've yeah. been there so long like because i don't know how you do it yeah, i heard it and it takes like a special type of person to deal with the public yeah dude it really does it really <laughs> fucking does. I, I consider myself really blessed because we definitely have like a somewhat niche that like people a type of person that's gonna come and yeah. shop at our store and like that usually kind of lessens the blow a little bit yeah. like my girl works at starbucks and like when we first oh started God. when we first started dating i went in to <laughs> wait just wait for her to like grab some food or something like that and like just seeing the line of people roll through and the people she had to deal with, I'm like, dude, your job is so much harder than mine. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. it's the type of people that you have to deal with and just how entitled a lot of them are. Yeah, those are <laughs> fucking people trying yeah. to get their iced lattes. Oh my God, yeah. dude, I couldn't imagine. My, one of my exes worked at uh, motherfucking 7-Eleven. Oh, yeah. And I would get, <laughs> she worked the night shift too, so you get like the half-drunk crowd most of the time and like, I'd go in there and sit with her and just hearing the people in there. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, is that normal for you yeah. guys? You have to deal with this and constantly? Then, and then, like, it, that, too, and, like, being a girl, they get, like, the shittiest of the shitty oh, because yeah. then there's all the dudes that come in there being all fucking grimy yeah. towards them. It's like, holy fuck. So it's not only, work. yeah, not only are you dealing with the fucking... The assholes that are just fucking shitty, then you're also dealing with the fucking crazy perverts that just creep on you. And you can't tell them to go because you're in a fucking public store. Like, you can kick them out, but you can't stop them from coming and going, man. (laughs) I feel bad for any woman that has to deal with that shit. Yeah, it can get to a point where it's potentially dangerous, Yeah, too, yeah. I'm like, God, man. I, Real I'm shit. Convenience store lost. worker has to be a weird weird job. Mm-hmm. I think, like, as a woman, I'd feel more comfortable working at Wawa. Like, you see a lot of girls working at Wawa, but to work at, like, Fast Smart or one of those just little, like, quick off-the-exit gas stations or yeah. 7-Eleven. Like, Where they keep you in there by yourself all the time. Yeah, yeah. All overnight and shit. Mm-hmm. Or they have the skill games in there. People just hang yeah. out all day long, <laughs> screaming at this machine. <laughs> Those things are everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're like breeding or something. They just keep popping up. Yeah. It's just that normalization of the gambling. And plus, we got legal gambling now, so it's like everybody's trying to take yeah. advantage right, yeah. of that shit. Well, I guess it's like store owners get some sort of cut or something oh, for yeah. putting it in their store. Probably. So why not, right? Feed yeah. them addictions. 
in every facet you can. That's how you make money is feed people. Yeah, just like walk down the sidewalk and stare at Facebook all day and w- walk in 7-Eleven and put it down and fucking play right. <laughs> I just never even like understood how to play those games either. Right. Like, yeah. had, and even, even the regular stuff too, like Kino or like the horse tracks, like I, you know, go out in Fairview Beach and hang out at a uh, was it Tim's yeah. has is technically in Maryland, so they yeah. have some of the casino games, or uh, they have Kino and like the virtual horse betting. And my yeah. buddy explains it to me. How about like, you? Yeah. Okay. So we can go out there and bet on horses. That, that <laughs> they're not even real horses. They're not real horses. horses. Oh, it's oh, the oh, weirdest yeah. shit ever, That's bro. Right. Like you they show like this screen, and it's a bunch of cartoon horses running, and you gamble <laughs> on them like. <laughs> Seems rigged. I have one yeah. friend who wins, like, does pretty well on them, and he's, like, tried to explain it. And I'm like, dude, it's it's just not for mm. me. <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm not going to sit here all day and You can't money. go up there and, like, actually place bets on, like, the, the horse race that comes to... What's the horse race that comes to no. Maryland? It's, like, Capital Downs or some shit like that? Huh. Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. I'm sure it's... But there's some, some of the dudes... Uh, it, that go in there, they'll fucking win like five thousand a night. It's fucking crazy. Well, yeah. I don't know how to play any like casino style card games, or like I've never been to a casino and play like slots or anything. But I would like to gamble on sports. I used to watch a lot of sports growing up, so I have like a thick, stupid knowledge of it. Right. Yeah. And I feel like if I had like a good capital to go bet on an NFL season, that I would make some money off that. Right. Some kind of inside scoop. <laughs> some kind of inside scoop. I don't know, man. Like, I I'd, I'd see people that get really into that stuff. I'm like, you guys got it. You got to figure it out. Like, I just don't have time. <laughs> like, yeah. I, man, that too. And, like, a lot of those people that do gamble, like, not to, everybody's got their own shit, and I'm not, like, judging anybody. But yeah. the one thing I notice about a lot of people is they'll be like, yeah, I came up a thousand dollars, but they don't tell you about the four thousand they burned to come up that thousand. Right, it's right, like, right. like, and going back to like my girl working at Seven Eleven, there was this guy that came in there almost every night religiously, and he would he was a, a server, and he would spend a hundred dollars on scratch off tickets like every night. And like that's you you come in seven days a week, you just spent seven hundred dollars in one week, bro. Like how much could you be getting ahead in life with that that much money? Right. And you could tell he would do it single scratcher at a time. So he would like get one and lose and be like and then like, okay, give me another one. And then like he would just go through that process over and over until he at least got one winner and it's like you're losing money hand over fish just to get that little rush of... I'm sure that ride and, like, that anticipation is, like, that's got to be, like, a drug, man. Right. Like Not you, for when you're scratch right, off, When you're waiting, well, like, even, even then, whatever yeah. your thing is, you know, yeah. you're, like, you're just waiting for the it's one day. Dopamine that dopamine <laughs> You're like, oh, fuck, I won. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I get it, though. There was a time when I was living at the motel where they were right next to a gas station. I went over there and got, like, a $5 scratch off and one thirty on it, and it was like, ooh! Yeah. And then, like, for the next two weeks, I was there every day buying like, you know, two dollars to seven dollars worth of scratch off tickets, <laughs> trying to trying to win that thirty or that sixty. Yeah. And I never <laughs> broke even. I've only ever bought one scratcher in my life, and I lost. And I was like, "Yep, yeah, not for me." <laughs> I just got horrible luck. I just and feel- I, I've never played the lottery because my uncle, my uncle always told me he was like, "Man." The lottery is literally just the poor man's tax. It's a it's a game that poor people 
pay into just to give a mo- the government a huge chunk of it when somebody happens to win it. So yeah. it's like I mean you don't get all of that money. No, yeah, no, because they take it most of it in taxes. Yeah. It's like so, mm-hmm. fuck. <laughs> they tax you when you buy it, then they tax yeah. you again when they give it to you. And it's not like that uh <laughs> yeah. you buy something with it, they tax you for owning it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you can't that's the that's the funny thing about the whole system. You can't actually ever own anything. Yeah. Like, you get a car, you stop paying your personal property taxes on that car, they come and get the car, so what's the point in even owning the car in the first place? Like, yeah. We're taxing you because you have nice shit. Yeah. <laughs> even if it's not nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. for real. For real. From an 03 Civic, and I'm like, for y'all want $45 for me to own this piece of shit car? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> no, you're right. It is like a never-ending circle of fucking bullshit, especially with those property yeah. taxes, man. Yeah, and you didn't even vote for it, so taxation without representation, I right? Know, <laughs> yeah, I, I just bought a house this year, too. Oh, and, you're fucked. And like, I'm like, man, <laughs> I guess this is it. Yeah. It's game over for me now, guys. You're not going to get money back at the end of the year yeah. anymore. <laughs> You're trapped in Fredericksburg forever for the next thirty years. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Like, <laughs> if we even have don't that mind long. it, really. Like, I wouldn't. I don't, I'm in Port Royal, so I'm like far enough away from like traffic and all the crazy stuff. It's quiet. I'm more nice. concerned with like bugs eating me alive than anything else <laughs> out there. Because <laughs> you're out in the country. Yeah, dude. Anyway, like bugs. Something just hits you in the face. Feels like somebody's shooting a BB gun. <laughs> <laughs> How do I get rid of them? <laughs> I like it though. I like this area. I mean, yeah. I like especially what you guys are doing too. Yeah. Like, you know, it's something that I wanted to have in this area is like a more like I don't know how to put it, like a communal art scene. Whether it's right, you know all different everything. things, you know, yeah. we all each kind of have different mediums and you know at least commiserate or you know celebrate the good the highs and the lows of it yeah yeah i really like the way that's been happening too like within my network and outside of my network you just see so many like cross promotions and people working together and stuff like that like the artistic culture and community in fredericksburg is really building up yeah i really believe this town could be something special like like austin or portland at least in that aspect you know what i mean like i keep fredericksburg weird yeah but there is still a lot of that old heads club around here, and there's uh, a lot of like commuter people around here that work up in D.C. and and the old heads club is training the young heads club. So <laughs> yeah, it's a constant struggle of planting the seeds of change. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I think art is super important, and we do have some amazing fucking artists around here. Yeah. I like to see more like murals in downtown Fredericksburg that aren't just like a colonial rendering of you know what. Yeah. Something would look like like that stuff's cool and I respect the history, but my main thing with that kind of shit, like I get, I get wanting to celebrate history and all of this shit, but at what point do we make the transition from celebrating all of old to going into the new realm? Right, like, because we're not we're not fucking colonial anymore. This is there's nothing. Like, we might have had Civil War shit here, but, like, why are we still all about that? Why can't we transition into the new era of where we're going, not not yeah. just stay stuck on all this shit that 
was. It's like, know, is the like, town really making that much money off like tourism dollars for right. Civil War and colonial not, attractions? I feel like that, it can't that, be like, like sold. Like, I would love to see the statistics on that for real, but like, I can't. Compared to like people that I meet, that like, yeah, we're here because like, this is the spot between a bunch of different trails to hike at, or like, we love the Rappahannock, and you know, like, kind of going back to where you were saying about like murals and colonial stuff like that. I'm like. Rappahannock River is beautiful. Mm-hmm. If you had an artist rendition of like some of the rapids or like even like some with some of the architecture in the background, mm-hmm. I think tons of people would be more happy with that than just kind of harboring on this yeah. old shit from years and years. You guys know what I'm talking about. Like on the side of those buildings mm-hmm. on like Caroline Street yeah. and stuff, they have all those like the little boy pushing a stick or whatever type of shit like that. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Why can't we... We can keep some of that stuff, too, but it'd be cool to, like, just put up something, I don't know, a little bit yeah. fresher. That, that's what I'm saying. I'm not... I don't I don't mean, like, get rid of all of right. it, but yeah. it's like, at some point, we gotta start... We have to start making the transition, because what... Like, are we still gonna be having that shit 200 years from now? Right, like, right, right. Like, what, what's... what's what, what about the people from this era that are great? Like, right, what about, right. What, what about the people in our generation and the people, a few before us that have made an impact around here? Like, like, like shit, the only, the only newest mural I've seen is that picture of Jim <laughs> in the back of spirits. Like, a good mural. <laughs> Makes me feel like I'm on Bourbon Street. Right, right. I like that mural. <laughs> you see the, uh, have you guys been to the Sunken Well lately? Uh-huh. See, Gabe Pons did some work on, like, the front of that. He owns uh, the Pond Shop, P-O-N okay, Shop. Yeah, yeah. He did some work over there. It's beautiful. I'd, honestly, like, I would love to see him do... You know, just something huge, like a, you know, even, you know, on the side of a building somewhere, but right. still, like, give, giving artists that space and, like, kind of just giving them a shot. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, what's the worst that could really happen if you're, they're coming to you with a good idea? You know, obviously, it'll be a, at the worst, a nice photo op for people. And right. you're still getting business, you know, yeah. if it's your building. Even if it's just, like, that's the building that everybody takes pictures yeah. at. at least you got that (laughs) right 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 um no i think art is important to culture and then you know like like we've been beating to death the only art around here seems at least in the open seems to be like that colonial stuff so yeah it would be cool to see something newer i'm interested to see what this bridge and that park look like um once they finish renovating the william street bridge and they're building like a park on sophia street up towards like brock's yeah that's gonna be nice. That bridge needed to get some work. <laughs> yeah, it did. It's like I can't survive another winter on the fucking Chatham Bridge. <laughs> like, the never ending potholes yeah. that just keep coming back. <laughs> sure. No matter how much pat coal patch they put in it, it just keeps coming back. <laughs> like, I used to like walk across that bridge to work, like when I lived in Stafford and I didn't have a car and like just walking across you see like holes. Like yeah. you just look down at the river, like in the middle of the bridge. I'm like this is nice. Good thing you guys are <laughs> that working on that. The sidewalks were like right up against the road. Yeah, like, yeah same with the Falmouth Bridge. Yeah. They need to fix that one next. I don't God s- I don't see them doing it like they're doing the one. Yeah, they'd have now. to just like build a new bridge next to it. <laughs> yeah. Just with the fucking amount of traffic through there, yeah, it would be so horrible. I love how this conversation went to infrastructure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, we're yeah. talking the important shit here. I'm excited for the Mellow Mushroom that they're building, you know, it's gonna be cool. <laughs> Yo, speaking of that kind of shit, like, I was, uh, for since all this fucking COVID shit and being in quarantine, 
it took me so long to realize that they tore down the Freelance Star building. Yep. And that shit blew my mind. Yep. Like, I, that's like one building that I never thought we'd see just get fucking demolished. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess, like, since the age of the internet hit, they really don't need a fucking building yeah, like they that. They're, I think their building is in Central Park now, if I'm not mistaken. But, um, and, and all their shit is based out of town, like a Alpha Media Company or whatever is based out of Washington yeah. State, I believe. What? But I thought that they would, yeah, yeah. Um, That's some wrong Like, who, who runs all the, the radio companies and stuff like that? Um, it cannot be a hard job because they play the same shit every yeah, day. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. And on, like, a, it's like a two-hour loop. Yeah. yeah. It's like they go through two hours of the same fucking playlist yeah. over and over and over One other thing, again. too, that Tony B always complains about, because Tony used to work for The Vibe and stuff, is that there's no, like, local touch on, like, the newer stations. There is on, like, 99.3 and, I think, B101.5. Yeah. But how many of us are listening to 99.3 and B101.5? Do you right, hear them talk about the radio what's going on in local downtown Fredericksburg and stuff uh, like that? It would have been know? nice, like, even when, I don't know if they did it when Tony was there, if they let him, but, like, live mixes and stuff like that. Like, I, I feel like that, live that kind of always put a nice touch on it. Like, you're still playing those songs that I'm sure, you know, they're like, you guys have to play this at some point, you know, and then you can play whatever you want. But mm-hmm. you can still mix it up, at least, you know, Make it better than press and play the whole right. time, uh-huh. <laughs> or like have like a fucking local artist like right power hour or some yeah. shit like once yeah. a week and right. like if there's any uh, local musicians that have uh, music that's not sold off to labels and they want to get their music played, I think Eric and I were talking about Eric who runs FXBG. We were talking about just trying to get people's music like that and uh, putting together like. Uh, a radio station, kind of like a pirate radio, that would nice. just kind of play free yeah. music and would help people get their names out there. I would definitely listen to that. Yeah. Yeah. I think if we want, if we want cool stuff like we were talking about, we yeah, have to like go it. do it ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, like, the only reason I met Andy Schuster was because we were both throwing a show at Casey's at the same time. We got like double booked, basically. Right. And, like. <laughs> It's like, you're doing an EDM show? I'm like, I'm kind of doing an EDM show. All right, let's be friends, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, figure this out, you know. How big was that show? What were you guys both promoting at the same night? Uh, I think we, it was all right. It wasn't, you know, anything super crazy. Like, we got pushed to the JP side, and then he kind of had the main room. And then I was like, oh, damn, they have, like, way more sound equipment than we had. And that was pretty much, like, the last show that, like, I tried to like host or anything like that. We had one more before then and had some artists and stuff come out. I think like the big selling point was like just free vending, like if anybody wanted to do it. So it ended up being more like a like a market basically, like a shakedown yeah. street with like a little bit of music, you know. But his show had had the lights and the sound and everything and I was like, Man, you guys know exactly what you're doing. Like they were pulling some heads, like I'm glad to see that like that went on for a while there. It's actually how I met Andy too, because I yeah. was helping Chubb and Tony uh, promote a show they were doing at the Canal Club, and okay. Andy was on the bill. Nice. And then so I like added him on Facebook because I was adding everybody who was on it, so I could like tag them in the post and shit like that. Yeah. And then I met him at the show, and shit, we've been friends ever since. Then I met you through that same group of people. I met both of you guys through yeah. the same group of people actually. <laughs> 
Because I think the first time I met you was at Sunken Well. Yeah. The, I think you were there for uh, Sean Walker's art show. Yeah. Andy was playing it. Yep, yep. Yeah. Andy and Chubb were spinning. Yeah. And then I met you at KC's, right? That was the first time I met you. It was at KC's yeah. at... The Rave. Yep. And one of Andy's shows. Probably as you guys on Facebook first. Shout out to Evil Monstar. Yeah. <laughs> Today on How You Met Andy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking eight degrees of Andy. <laughs> Straight up. I met Andy through Eric. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Didn't they like bring, didn't Eric bring Andy and Katie to one of your shows mm -hmm. at Couture? Uh, nah, back when we were doing uh, Bourbon Room every Sunday. Okay. Him and Katie used to come to a lot of them. School. I miss them. I miss my friends. That's probably I was the seeing them the other day. Did you? Oh, yeah. We're doing good. That's the thing I miss most about everything that's going on is just like the times we used to all get together and get weird and shit and fucking hang out. Don't worry, it's coming back. We're all about to get vaccines. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. I'm not important enough to get microchipped. <laughs> it's not about <laughs> microchipping, it's just about getting the vaccine. Yeah, I know. Sterilization, man. Come on. Get Sterilization. <laughs> I'll take I'll take it if like if anything that leads to a little bit of normalcy like is the road you want to go down? Is the road you go down? <laughs> <laughs> we can play that. We can do that. I'm just gonna start making up even faker conspiracies <laughs> to go with the other conspiracies. Might as well. I mean, Psy up inside the side. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it starts to feel like that at a certain point. Like you know how I am, and you know how I am too. Yeah. We've done the podcast for it, but it's like, man, I've gotten. I've been kind of getting away from that shit. It's so overwhelming. And it's like everyone, everyone on the internet's a fucking conspiracy theorist now. Everyone. Dude, I'm not going to lie. The Wayfair thing, when I first saw it, I was like, hold up. Like, did somebody just figure this shit out? I'm like, all right. What are you doing, man? It's the internet. Take everything with a grain of salt. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. no way. <laughs> I, I waited to fucking, I, I was like, uh... Yeah. I'm already focused on one pedophile. I don't need a fucking. <laughs> don't need the rest of them. We can take them all down with one. Fuck. <laughs> Mike's gonna be up there reverse, reverse searching all the orders. All right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just want to see someone order one and then be like, "That's not what I wanted." Just send it back. Like, your fifteen thousand dollar cabinet. Right. <laughs> like, are like, oh, you sure, man? <laughs> Sure what, you don't want to keep that? Was the reason for the cabinets being that expensive? Was it like a typo or they're just like handmade? I've heard glitch. Them? I've heard they're actually priced accurately. Like it's it's just there's so much, there's a different thing every five They must be like right. handmade out of the rarest wood. Even if it was like solid titanium. They were made like, by the little kids at the rave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. During the day, they have them whittle on wood. No, not at all. No, it was almost. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking it. You said it. I'm glad. Good times. <laughs> the mountain. I'm pretty excited for that. That was Me an awesome too. good morning text. Me fucking too. I'm going regardless. I don't give a fuck. Do we have to socially distance there? I don't know. I don't care if I gotta lay up in the woods in my hammock. Going to the mountains? Yeah, one of my buddies puts on this little festival every year okay. in September. and They weren't sure if it was gonna be able to happen with all the COVID shit, so yeah. they got the date set and they're gonna go with it with regardless so yeah we're gonna I, go. I think they just had transformus out at uh marvin's mountaintop not too long ago it's like the 
the small local Burning Man that they do out in yeah. like West Virginia every year. That sounds cool. Yeah. I might have never heard about that before. <laughs> it's pretty interesting. Uh, how cool are you with public nudity? Yeah, you'd be all right. <laughs> sounds weird. Yeah. Sounds extra weird. Sounds fun. It's pretty extra. Good times, man. Yeah, <laughs> good, time, good times, fucking indeed. <laughs> oh my gosh. Have you guys been dealing with this shit? I've just been busy. Like, I, I started getting my house, like, right when all of this shit went down. And, like, my biggest worry was, like, the bank pulling out on me and being like, yeah, we can't do anything. Would but you like, avoid it? Nah, I don't know. I mean, I had every, everything kind of lined up perfectly for me. So I was like, yeah, we're just going to go through this. They were more so like, you're still trying to do this, right? Like, given everything yeah. that's going on, I'm like, yeah. Please like, still. Please honestly, still I'm moving money. away from people. So, like, bring it on. Right. <laughs> yeah, right on. Do you have a nice spot? Like, oh, do you, how close are your neighbors? Uh, like, I, there's like an 80 acre field next to me. And then, like, I met my first neighbor like a couple weeks ago. And he is at least a good two miles away. And it was Damn. like, oh, hell yeah, dude yeah. in a red pickup truck wearing nothing but denim overalls rolls up. And like, I'm outside. And he gets out of his truck and he's like, hey, I'm your neighbor. Let me know if you see an orange cat running around here. He likes to hang out in this field. <laughs> I'm like, nice to meet you, man. <laughs> nice to meet your neighbor. Yeah. They didn't give you a phone number or anything. He's like, I'm your neighbor. Yeah. Oh, at first I'm like, this guy's wearing the uniform of the last person I'm going to see. <laughs> like, what do you want? He's like, I'm looking for my kitty. I'm like, all right, this guy's all right. It sounds even more like a serial killer now. He took kitty back home. He'd be that bad, man. He likes cats. No, he's got a woman in a hole in his barn. <laughs> the cat is how he gets the women yeah. to get in the hole. It's like a little dog that uh, buffalo little pets. Yeah. What do you think I got pit bulls for? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I got a bag of dum dums in my van. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bartender at Rex Center gave me those the other night when I left. He was like, here's a bag of dum dums. And I'm like, I don't think the moms at Alum Springs are going to find this as funny as you and I do. But <laughs> uh, fuck that man. Don't tell the people in Marketplace, but fuck that <laughs> I'm so excited to sell that thing, man. <laughs> Mike's been giving me shit about it for months and I'm like no I've been very yeah. stubborn like I'm not going to sell the van I love this van and now the other day I messaged Mike so I was like yeah so I'm going to sell the van <laughs> and I was like what did we learn about making good investments <laughs> <laughs> don't buy cocaine that is actually well, some no. advice. You can <laughs> buy cocaine as long as you don't do it. <laughs> I'm just kidding, kids. <laughs> if you buy cocaine, give it directly to me. <laughs> then I won't do it. I always wanted a van. I never had the privilege, but I always thought it'd be cool. The privilege? Yeah. That was a very leftist thing to say. <laughs> I got a van privilege now? What the fuck? I've never been in this situation where I'm like, there's a van that I really want to buy. It's always been like, I need something that's fucking cheap. Yeah. Like, yeah. Real shit. This fucked up thing, man. Yeah. Like, I don't, I've ne never understand this. Like, yeah. when I'm fucking strapped for cash and I needed a vehicle, every time I have, like, 
there I've always been able to find like some Honda or some shit like that in like a decent like sixteen to fucking two grand range, right? But for the first time in my life I've got a a bunch saved up and like I can't find anything worthwhile. Yeah. <laughs> that's like in my price range and I'm like what the fuck but like I actually have a lot of money right now and I can't find shit that's worth it it's always when you're not super pressed on right. it either, too. Like, it's not like a how am I going to get to work situation. It's right. It's like, I want to get something nice and new. It's never around. Heard it. it like but then when you're, like, barely scraping by, like, some something always comes through. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. You're trying to get a truck, aren't you? A truck or SUV. But, like, since I have money, I, I want it to be something I want, not just something I need, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, because right. every, yeah, every other time it's like, just take what you can get and roll with it, like, because <laughs> you just need it. But yeah. this time I'm at, I'm, I think I'm going to end up just biting the bullet. I don't want to go in debt, but I think I'm going to just end up fucking using it as a down payment and getting something nicer. Yeah. I mean, you got a good job, man. You're a hard worker. You're a steady, consistent worker. There's it's not about that, Scott. It's not. A, it's about conforming to the man, man. <laughs> oh, okay, I get it. I'm not trying to get in debt. Put your name on something. You want finance yeah. a vehicle? I want to finance it. I mean, the banks are gonna collapse anyway, so. Right. Let's get back to that. No. <laughs> <laughs> it always comes back full circle. <laughs> When I'm elected president, we're going to back the Federal Reserve with uh, Rose Quartz and Sage. So. Or bullets. I mean, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I did not say that. <laughs> brass. Lots and lots of brass. Yeah, at least hopefully gold just keeps on going up the way it has been, which sucks for... Why? You got a bunch at your house? What's your No. Address? Well, dude, I wish. And honestly, like, it's not good for me that gold goes up because as a glass blower, we use it for color changing pipes. Yeah. Which oh. kind of sucks because, like, of course, there's a finite amount in the world and there's a bunch of these wooks that are just like, let me melt it into this fucking $25 bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Blast that shit onto a piece of glass. <laughs> like, pretty much can't get it out of there after that. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I know. I have a couple friends that are, like, really into it. And I think it's so weird because I remember, like, being a kid and, like, being sick and, like, sitting home from school and watching bullshit that's on, like, daytime TV. And there's all these commercials about, like, buy gold now, buy gold from yeah. us, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, well, the shit, and since then, the shit has skyrocketed in price. I'm like, damn, they've, like... These old motherfuckers were actually right a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of it too is because of all the hoarding of right. gold, like because like a lot of countries are just doing that, like they just hoard gold. That's why a lot of those companies exist because they're like, yeah, we will buy your gold because we just want to make it into a bar and put it into our safe. Yeah. So nobody else can get their hand on it, <laughs> like, which is fucking retarded because. Like I understand wanting wealth, but what the fuck is the point? Yeah. Of having millions in gold bars locked in a box. Like, it's just a weird like, circle that humans yeah. get locked in. Right. Because like, another thing too is like if end times come, it's like, bro, I'm gonna, I, I would rather trade for like food than like gold. Like what the fuck? Like yeah, I feel like gold is gonna be a resource that we start trading around when, yeah. when the, you know, economic collapse comes, when the fucking fall of society, the fall of Rome. Yeah. Who's gonna give a shit about gold? Right. You can't eat that no, shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Exactly. You can. But 
It's just like, the, I mean, other than using it for like electronics and shit like that, like I, I get that purpose and like actually, but at the end of the day, it's just a shiny rock. Yeah, it's, it's literally <laughs> just a shiny fucking rock. It's a weird circle no, that no, we're no. trapped in as humans, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> it's just like a diamond. A, a diamond is just a fucking fancy rock. Like, <laughs> it's not nothing special about it. They just plant that seed in your head that a diamond's what you need for this. Right. And then they make some fucking... Diamonds are one of the most easily made right. stones in the world, too. Like, you don't even have to pull them out of the ground. Right. It's just carbon stacked on top of itself perfectly. Right. Like it's the easiest thing to make. And then when it is pulled out of the ground, it's pulled out by some poor slave in a third world country. It's like, yeah, you're wearing diamonds that some fucking poor fucker slaved for you. Like, yeah. <laughs> go you. Because you got something fancy. How much did that cost you again? Yeah. Is your kid going to college? Like <laughs> He pulled it out of the ground for like a bowl of rice, basically. If that. Yeah. And yeah. half the time they do it at gunpoint, man. And I'm a, okay, I'm a, I'm a, like I said, I'm a heavy equipment operator. And like anybody, if you have never watched Blood Diamonds before, you should probably go watch Blood Diamonds. Because like you see some of the conditions that these people are pulling minerals out of the ground and, and it is literally horrible like you they just dig random pits in the ground and they'll be pulling it out with buckets and by hand and shit and it's like we have the technology to fucking mine anything we want like we anywhere in the world efficiently yeah. efficiently and safely mm -hmm. like these people are in like Deep ass holes that can collapse at any moment because dirt. When you start digging in dirt, dirt becomes super unstable. Mm -hmm. Like it, it, you get any even anywhere from like two foot to twenty feet, your walls are gonna start caving in everywhere. It's just how the earth works. We yeah. take the stability away, and it's like you see these people in these holes where water's running through and edges are caving in, and there's somebody up there. Half the time, there's somebody with a fucking gun making sure that they keep working and it's like all that happens just so you can sit over here and look at your finger yeah or mm -hmm. fucking show off that Be shit and then you're, you're so proud to have your fucking your necklace that has 20 fucking diamonds around it and you don't give a shit about the poor soul that had to fucking get that diamond out of the ground mm -hmm. and like that's the that's the one thing that i hate about this whole realm of existence is like just so much of this double standard hypocrisy yeah. about everything yeah. is like that like I, it's I, hard I, though i mean even like this yes yeah. you know uh, there's Especially so much this. Yeah. there's so much that we do to contribute to like third world slavery mm -hmm. um as well as other things but that specifically you know what i mean yeah it's it's kind of a catch too because like if they were made in america the cell phone would be two grand yeah, yeah exactly because we but because we're lucky enough to have a epa and like they care about the air that we breathe i mean look at most of the stuff's assembled in china <clears throat> they just don't have the standards that we do they have literally no standards it's another thing that like that's why they've been walking uh, around with masks like that for, for years. Years, Because yeah. of SARS and smog right. from all the fucking factories. And it kind of kind of going back to, like, another reason that I do really like working in the shop that I work at is we kind of do a lot of, you know, our due diligence to make sure we're not just grabbing any bulk amount of, like, Chinese pipes and stuff like that. Because it's a big issue for 
amongst the glass blowing community is the child labor laws out there and they met like the conditions in which people are making some of the glass pipes that people smoke out of like most of the stuff you find in like a you know sit go or just like a gas station or something like that like it's probably made by like a 12 year old yeah. probably made with no ventilation like breathing in literally just particles of broken glass just floating in the air yeah <laughs> and i never really thought about that about cheap glass and cheap pipes like that right They're definitely yeah. getting a lot of this probably not ran under a sink after it's being made you know and even some of the color like the color has to be melted in properly or else it can chip off from the inside you breathing in or swallowing a chunk of broken glass basically right like <clears throat> i think it's it's something like I, I get the, I totally understand the customer though. That's like I just need a fucking pipe. Like I, I have ten dollars. I have five dollars. Like I just need a pipe. You know. And we've all been there. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's just. But now that you say that and put that out in the air, it makes me more conscious of my my pipe buying. Yeah. In the future, is that. And and you know some of it too. Like some stuff you can definitely spot a little bit easier than others, but there's a lot of shaping too that is done in america like an artist will you know shape something like the guy who makes dinosaurs or the guy who makes birds you know they they make this design and then china since they don't have any of these like trademark laws or anything like that they can just look at it and make a cheap version of it and sell it for you know a quarter of the price like yeah. something that would normally take a single artist a couple days maybe to make they just make it with subpar colors and, you know, a, a team of guys that are getting paid 25 cents an hour or something like that, you know. And then they're, they're like, I can't fight them on it. Like, they're not even in this country. Right. <laughs> you know. Wow, yeah, that's crazy. I've never thought about that before. Yeah. I definitely, like, try to go to head shops, like, anytime I go to a new city or something like that and just look at kind of what they have on the shelf and honestly i'm i'm always excited when i see a shop that is like mostly american made you know i know there's some stuff that like it's not cost efficient to buy made in america all the time but you know kind of just fit in where you can you know if you if you can get away with having you know only 75 or twenty five percent of what you carry being imported, then you're doing pretty good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, there it's a lot it's almost just like content theft basically, but for like glass artists. They're like yeah, that's yeah. literally exactly what I make, but this guy's selling it for a fraction of the price and it's that it doesn't even have the artist's name on it. It just like takes food like out of their family's mouth basically. Right. It's like when you go to Dollar Tree and buy High Man, and it's just like a little knockoff of He Man or something. Right. Like that. Or like the fake roars, man. Like the fake roars are like the the big thing. Like yeah. I, I couldn't tell you how many people have come in. Like I need to douse them. It's for a roar, and you know, they kind of just show me a picture of it. I'm like, man, you got ripped off. <laughs> like, really? or or maybe you didn't get ripped off. Maybe the price was right, but it's not a real roar. Right. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. I never thought about that either. So you got people out there making like knockoff, knockoff brands like yeah. you know, with clothes and shit. Yeah, <laughs> I think you know a lot of people try to take advantage of like the cannabis community for that because it is about branding. Mm -hmm. Like you know whether you're branding yourself or 
you're running a company, like people pay attention to that stuff when they're buying a pipe, whether they're buying a cartridge or just like some really nice flour, you know. Yeah, and that's almost the same, like through every market. Yeah. From top down, like why people sure. like Gucci and yeah. You know, yeah, shit like that. You're just paying for a name. I mean, there's quality to it, but. Yeah, a lot of it's status. Yeah, a lot of it's just status and name. When I go, when I get a bong, I like to have just like a Tokemaster. Yeah, they're so they're made in America, still. Like they've been around for <clears throat> decades, man. We still have customers that are like, "I love it. It's great." I'm like, cool. Yeah, whatever floats your boat, man. Like I it's... like them because they're just simple, man. Like I don't need a percolator. I hate. I actually hate the percolator. Like, I don't want to deal with cleaning all that shit. Yeah. I like the t- Tobacco Master, the Toke Master, because it's just a straight shaft. Like, it's just... Yeah. It's nothing fancy. It is what it is. Yeah, I have a couple of pieces that are definitely, like, not the funnest things in the world to clean. <laughs> it's, like, a very special occasion that I pull it out. Not because, like, it's going to break, just, like, it's a pain in the ass to right. clean. Right, right, right. Do you have your own, do you smoke out of your own pieces? Not usually, because I try to, like, I definitely buy a lot of glass from other artists, too, because definitely want to, like, try and keep the scene going, you know, right, support right. other people that are trying to make cool stuff. Like, I think, I actually, like, really got, the, the first nice piece that I got, I got from Natty's before I started working there, and I bought a raffle ticket, and bought one raffle ticket than like a drawing they were doing and I, like went home took a nap checked my messages on my phone afterwards like yeah you won this raffle it's like really nice you know twelve hundred dollar piece and i was like i was hooked i was like yeah i just want to collect all of these have a piece from all these different guys that are just busting out sick work and you know it started as such like an underground thing that like it was almost like graffiti in a sense. Like yeah. you could definitely like spot and recognize like, oh, that's, you know, a snick piece or that's an elbow piece, that's a calm piece, you know. And now it's since it's been, you know, prohibition ending and we're so many years down the line on it, like it's blown up. Yeah. There's so many of these pieces out there from all these different guys and they don't really like they don't really lose value that much. Like even having somebody's early work is still like somebody out there was like, be willing to buy it off of you if you ever needed to sell it. So does Virginia have a lot of like good, well-known glass blowers? There's a good chunk. Um, I would say so in the immediate area, like one of the guys that I kind of learned a lot of tricks from. So friend of mine uh garden of eden glass and he's kind of traveled and does similar to what i do like makes a lot of uh production style stuff but also if he needs to get really sick with it like he can you know he's not he's not gonna pull any punches he'll get super sick with it and spend a lot of time on a single piece he actually just won first place at uh flame off last year in uh, pennsylvania i think is where we were made like a super fat marble that looked like it had a flower inside of it and then a a sherlock for big dudes pretty much like <laughs> a little sherlock pipe that was like this tall with like six marbles all over it you know he's like i just see how much stuff i can stick on this thing you know? <laughs> sometimes that that's what you got to do you know right. turn it up a little bit where you can they gave him 12 hours to make it and like 
when you're put in a competition like that, I feel like people, they try to, it's a test for themselves too. Like I got to manage my time well, but yeah. I also like got to fit out, you know, something really setting you you're setting yourself apart from everyone else in those 12 hours. They have a glass blowing show on Netflix and you can see how stressed out those people get with that time. Yeah, and stuff. definitely. And soft glass, like you, that's so team oriented. Like I feel like, Borosilicate pipe makers, like we're kind of a one man show a lot of the time versus working in a hot shop like that, like you gotta you gotta really trust the guy that's about to catch your piece when it's coming off that rod because you could have just wasted hours of work if that guy's not doesn't know what he's doing. I'm sure like anything else, even in your job too, yeah. like you gotta really trust your coworkers. Yeah, especially know? it's it, it that shit gets kinda scary because like you, you have you're in this fucking giant ass steel fucking contraption yeah. and you got people walking around you all the time and you got other machines and shit and like we got backup alarms and stuff like that but you can't always you're not you can't always see people and then like you'll have some instances where like people just pop up out of nowhere and it is fucking scary man cuz like uh you can get your life taken and or take a life like that because mm -hmm. like accidents happen i've almost lost mine in my field of work like uh when i first got into this shit it's what like really opened my eyes to how quickly things can go wrong is like uh i was in i was doing pipe and i was on the ground and there was a big excavator which is the one with the big arm that pulls back to you and there was a uh a front end loader which is a big rubber tire machine with forks on the front of it and it had this big ass rack of uh C, what's called C900 pipe it's just big ass PVC pipe that's real thick and heavy and uh, I was in between the excavator and the rack of pipe about to pull a piece of pipe off and the, the ass end of the excavator came around and I felt it hit my back and I was like oh shit and then like it let off and then it smashed me again and I was stuck in between this big ass rack of pipe and this uh, excavator and like I'm trying with everything I can to yell, but it pushed all the wind out of me. So like all I could make is like a <gasps> sound, and like I'm like sitting there looking at the guy across from me, and he's like like in shock, and fucking like luckily the guy on the excavator wasn't paying any attention because he just kept moving. So like he swung through it, and it ended up like throwing. He ended up touching more of the pipe. And it threw me and the whole bundle of pipe out onto the ground. And, like, I had these big 10-inch circles all down my front from where I was bruised. And, like, uh, fuck, man, it, it hurt so That's bad. Terrifying. Yeah, it felt like I was getting popped because it was, like, just squeezing the life out of me, man. I just, like, laid down on the ground. I could barely fucking move and... Like ever since that day, it's just like yeah, things. <laughs> I was only like twenty, you know, so it's yeah. like grateful I, for everything after that. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah real <laughs> shit, because it's like things. Anything can happen in a matter of seconds, and that's with anything in life. Like you can put mm -hmm. that to anything. You can be walking down the street one minute and get taken out by anything like it. Yeah. So it's like it. So live it up while you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it pays to be, you know, 
grateful for what you have experienced and yeah. for like what you're about to experience. Right, right. Even if it sucks, it's like yeah. at least you have the option of going through a shitty situation. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah right. It could have been the last yeah. one. Yeah. You sure. wouldn't have known it was shitty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's wild, man. You never told me that story before. Yeah. It was... That's probably, like, the closest I've ever been in my life to, like, actually dying. Yeah. Like, you have any near-death experiences, Jacob? So I was a volunteer fireman when I was, I think, 18 or 19 up in Stafford, and... I thought I broke my back, basically, and I was paralyzed because it was, it was honestly like a rookie mistake. Like, we were filling up one of the tanks on the top of the uh, truck, and I, like, climbed up in there and, you know, was trying to step down and messed my footing up, basically fell off the side of, like, a pretty decent-sized fire truck directly onto my back. And, like, my arm was, like, we were going out for a call. Like, everybody was in the car about ready to go, and, like, Thankfully, you know, the guys were paying attention and doing their job and saw me and kind of got me out of the way before the truck moved. But yeah. and it, at the time, I was like, this car is going to run me over, and, like, that's going to be it. Then I got crushed by a fire truck in a firehouse. <laughs> <laughs> a couple times with blowing glass, but nothing, like, really super major. Like, I, a couple times I thought I was going to, like, I did something wrong and thought molten glass was going to hit me in the face but mm. I don't think that would have killed me I think it would have just, just like hurt like fuck made me a pariah for the rest of my life yeah, right. <laughs> nobody would want to look at my face <laughs> <laughs> so do you have, do you wear like a do you wear protective gear since then so we wear like didymium lenses because you don't there you, you can get what they call sodium flare from staring into the flame okay. kind of like welders kinda like water, you know yeah. But we, we kind of have to use, like, particularly didymium glasses because we don't, we're not using, like, acetylene. We're using oxygen and propane, and it's it's pretty bright. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, other than that, there's not really much. I mean, some people that work on really big stuff, they wear, like, Kevlar sleeves and things like that. But I honestly just, I would, if I was in the studio right now, I'd look like this, but with sunglasses on. Right. You know? It's it's kind of nice because some of those like hot shop workers working on big stuff like they like the big they gotta wear yeah or they gotta wear like the spacesuit basically uh -huh. you know big heavy like chaps I used to have to wear heavy yeah. chaps doing tree work yeah protect you from, like if you kick back so, on a chainsaw yeah they saved my ass a couple times too I would have turned my fucking leg into hamburger meat yeah, if I didn't have <laughs> chaps on I bet. And they make that shit for a reason. Mm -hmm. I mean, yep. even when I worked construction and did, like, sprinkler work and stuff like that, like, I tried to at least be as on it as I could, you know. Wear the, wear the glasses, because yeah. getting, you know, pieces of metal or threads and crap yeah. like that in your face is not fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> shit, even, even something as basic as wearing jeans, like, yeah, yeah. I got this... Scar right here, yeah. trying to cut my leg off with a chop saw. Yeah. One time I was just when I was on the ground, I was doing pipe work and I was beveling the edge of a fucking piece of pipe in the ground and I was standing all awkward because the water there was water in the bottom of the hole and fucking saw just was I was holding the saw perfectly fine and then all I was wearing jogging pants and fucking 
that bitch just went wow like that and like it, I felt it bump my leg but I was it, like I didn't feel anything like that and I was like there's no way I'm not bleeding right now like why didn't I feel that and then like I look down and then of course like I feel the wet go into my boot and I'm like ah fuck I just cut myself yeah. a lot <laughs> yeah. well, it was pretty cool though cause like, like to make light of it when I like pulled my pant leg up I was like oh shit it's gushing yeah. and then like I grabbed around my leg like this and I'm like holding tight as I can and I asked like one of the dudes to like get me something to tie it off with and like I'm holding it tight and it slowed the blood down a little bit and then like when I went to let it loose to like tie the string he gave me, every time I would like let off of it, it'd just start gushing harder. Yeah. I'm like it's it's fucking weird. Always wear your PPE, kids. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> it's very important. Even just something as simple as like I definitely it's super important for you to wear your glasses, but like just weed eating in the backyard, like dude, yeah, her glasses. Just getting sawdust in my eye, tree, like doing tree work, is a fucking, it's just a pain in the ass. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like having to deal with that for an hour. Yeah, it's weird, because like when I was younger, I definitely was like, ah, I don't need all that shit. It's another thing to fucking carry, or it doesn't feel good. I mean, it kind of goes back to the, the masks out in public thing, too. Mm-hmm. Like, man, just fucking do it. Like, it will be worth it in the long run. Like, right, right. you know, you, these people aren't telling you, or, you know, Making these rules or, you know, giving you this advice to hurt you. Like, you know. Same people tell me not to eat psychedelics, though. Yeah, Jacob, that's so. true. Yeah. It's a double standard. It is. It is. Definitely. Catch 22. <laughs> Most I, of the construction workers I knew kind of got down with pretty much about anything. <laughs> yeah. I'm a conspiracy theorist, and I'm not all, I don't, I'm not like on the, mass conformity conspiracy you know what i mean like yeah. i'm about are you gonna give me an opportunity to cover my face up great cool. yeah i'm gonna take it thank you my thing is with all them people that are like super anti-mask and shit like that is like i don't get how like i'm wearing this shit right now because we're all like real close to each other mm-hmm. i don't like are, are all these people that are complaining about like dying and stuff from wearing a mask are they like, like what kind of fucking mask do they have on for one? Right. And are they mar- uh, are they wearing it like twenty four seven? Because like I put mine on when I'm going near people, and then take the bitch off yeah. when I'm like away from people. So it's like, uh, like <laughs> I just don't get it. And then they all they're all like it. It doesn't stop anything from going in. It's like that's not the point. It's right. it's supposed to. It's the same reason a surgeon wears a sl- uh, uh, a mask when he's doing surgery. It's so your slobber doesn't fucking go all over the fucking place. Oh, it's like, yeah, else. it's not about saving it from going into you. It's about fucking keeping the amount spread out in the air. Yeah, I mean, it's like I don't know, man. Like I keep. The bandana on pretty much as soon as I wake up from if I'm know I'm gonna be out in town, I take it off in the end of the day. Like it's so it's so easy. It's right there. Like I don't want, like you're saying, like what are you wearing that's like you know, hurting you? Yeah, <laughs> like how are you doing this wrong? And half of them, <laughs> and half of them motherfuckers yeah. are like me and fat as fuck. Like <laughs> you're not worried about going to get that McDonald's they programmed you to fucking shoved right. down your pie hole yeah. but you fucking 
you're worried about fucking wearing a mask for five right. minutes, and then you're like, oh, it's a conspiracy to the condition you. Where the fuck were you at when they've been taxing you fucking out of every fucking facet of your life? Yeah. Where the fuck yeah. are you on the ones that actually matter, like yeah. pedophiles? Why aren't you calling out your pedophile uncle that's been touching everybody in your family, but you're mad about a mask? Like, yeah. fuck out of here, man. Like, uh, people are fucking babies. Yeah. Babies like shit. There's actually like real full proved conspiracies that you can actually go track down and fight, yet you're worried about something as simple as a mask that you can take off. Right. And you're not going to do anything about it anyway. What are you going to do? You're going you gonna to fucking stop the government from oppressing you? No, you're not. You're just going to bitch about it online. That's all you're going to do. And yeah. that's all everybody ever does, like, including myself. Like, I also think, like, a, a lot of it, too, is, like, like you kind of going back to where you were <laughs> saying, too, it's always the most unhealthy person that's complaining about it, too. Right. But also, like, they don't ever talk about, like, trying to help your immune system, either. Yeah. Like, all of this stuff, like, yeah, wash your hands, wear the mask. Like, yes, we, we should be washing our hands to begin with. Okay. Six feet, I'm cool. Fucking stay six feet the fuck away from me. I don't know you. Like, I prefer that. But also, like, should... People really should look into, like, making sure their immune system is good enough to, like, withstand yeah. something like this. Yeah, when they get done with the newscast, it's not like, this was brought to you by oranges, vitamin C. It's right. Good for right. It's like, Burger King, Viagra. Right. <laughs> you know? right. That, too, and I can't stand, another thing I can't stand, and now I say this as a person that used to smoke two and a half packs of cigarettes a fucking day. If you are bitching about a mask and consuming cigarettes, fuck you. Yeah. That yeah. that's all like fuck you like and and at the same time, like I'm not saying that I want you to be mandated to wear a mask. I just want you to stop fucking trying to say that everybody that's wearing one is fucking some kind of fucking person sheep. that's yeah <laughs> sheep. It's yeah. like no motherfucker, come on, like yeah. shut the fuck up. It's like no, we just like to have accountability right, a little right, bit. Right. Like we don't, we're trying to be don't courteous. Call me, yeah, don't call me a sheep because I care about your life. Yeah. How fucking dumb is that? Yeah. Like, Do you guys think you'll still wear the mask after all this is done? In public places, at least like Walmart Probably, like, honestly, like, like Walmart and Target and shit like that are gross as fuck, like yeah. all the time. So like honestly, I probably would. Like, I definitely would hope the six feet away thing stays in effect because, like, I don't, like, if I know you, we're, we're all friends here. Like, I'm not, yeah. you know, upset that anybody's that close. But even, like, going out to a bar or something like that, like, dude, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> like, I just don't like people's personal space being violated, too. Yeah. Like, it's just never been cool. For me, it all depends, like, what, where we're at. Like, case by case basis. Yeah, like, because if we get to a point <laughs> where we're all mandatory vaxxed, uh, <laughs> then it won't matter. But uh, it, it really all depends. If it's if it's anything like H1N1 or fucking SARS or any of that shit where it gets to a certain point through the population and then dies out because it can't keep running, then there won't be any point. And, well, not necessarily any point like you said it's probably something good that we should have been doing but yeah like i don't know i think i really would wish depends. that like it would also kind of take a good look at like what people eat as well or mm -hmm. at least like where our food comes from mm -hmm. too because i mean I don't, 
I, I feel like a hypocrite because I do eat garbage food sometimes and like definitely been trying to be a little at least mindful about it but you know and I'm not a crazy like PETA person but I've definitely like seen some of these videos of like the factory farming and you have like pigs that are shot up full of antibiotics they're living in really dense you know groups they're laying in their own it's not so you're doing all this and then you're saying okay but it's good for everyone to eat it's good for people to eat i'm like you just shot them up with like a bunch of drugs and like that's just going to create you know antibiotic resistant diseases basically Mm -hmm. for people to consume (laughs) that that too and you're you're putting all the animals into stressful right environments so it's like and people can Mm -hmm. say what they want about like animals not being I'm not saying animal, I don't know if an animal is a conscious being or not because I can't jump into the mind of a fucking animal, but you can clearly tell from interactions with animals that they definitely feel stress, they definitely feel joy, they definitely feel anger, and they definitely feel different emotions. So it's like when you got all these stressed out fucking animals into little fucking groups and they fucking... Then they get killed. You got all those different stress hormones right. inside the meat that you're consuming. So it's like, I mean, yeah, it makes it taste better. The, the, yeah, the proof is right there. Like <laughs> as soon as you if you try just the super shitty two dollar steak from somewhere versus like a piece of like wagyu or you know mm-hmm. somebody who actually knew what they were doing and you know. Even if I don't, I don't need to know the cow's fucking name, but I at least would like to know that like it had a good life, you right. know, and that it shows in the quality of the food too. Right. I've been trying to cut. Um, I've been trying to cut pork and like beef out of my diet yeah. for religious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, if the all right, look, if a whole culture of people cannot eat a meat, like there's got to be a certain reason for it, right? All right. So I know that in in Jewish culture they don't eat certain things shellfish right um but i i had a jewish friend explain to me that like they don't eat pork because it's about watching what goes into your mouth Mm -hmm. and if you're mindful about what goes into your mouth then you'll be more mindful about what goes out of your mouth because they're like big into like words and creationism like god spoke creation in existence and shit like that they also the way they slaughter their uh the way they slaughter their meat is they make sure to bleed. They bleed it out while it's still alive. They just take a knife and pop its jugular vein and let it bleed out. Is that supposed to be, I guess, more the the pure way? Okay. I think a lot of these traditions, too, with some of these religions might also kind of date back to the area that they were founded in mm-hmm. and, like, the people. Like, you know, a lot of the... Basically, the Jewish religion started as people wandering through the desert for a good portion of its history, and I'm sure there's definitely some shit out there, or you know, stuff that you come across when you have a chance that you just shouldn't eat. That's what happens. They were walking through the desert. Somebody ate some fucking pork, and they got sick because they ate pork in the middle of the hot desert. They're like, okay, that stuff's God doesn't want us to have it. Um, In Hinduism, they believe that. That cows are like a motherly creature, like a yeah, um, and also they believe in like the Brahma, yeah, which is like a, a bull mm. or whatever. 
Um, I also feel like healthier when I'm not eating pork and not eating beef like red meat. But I would be open to eating, you know, still just buying chicken or fish, like, even though, and I'm not buying, like, processed meats anymore, like sandwich meats. I only buy, like, chicken breast and fish, but yeah. even that is, it's so much bullshit in there, you know what yeah. I mean? As opposed to, like, Thanks. hunting and killing your own food and, and eating right. it. You know what's, what, what's kind of crazy? Raising you know, and killing. Like, uh... Me and me and Jeff were talking about this the other day. It's like, with the amount of people that we have in the world, like we actually have to do it. Almost in the like the mass production way, because if everyone in the world was a hunter and a fisherman, we would literally bankrupt the whole entire planet. Yeah. Like we would, it, and it would happen so quickly. Mm-hmm. Because people would just be taking and taking and taking and never putting back. Right. But it's like, there's just, it's about doing it in a way that's not so fucking... Yeah, or just not living beyond your means. Right. And that, that, another thing with it too is like, how much of that meat never gets bought off the shelf? Oh yeah. Right. Like, that's another problem. So, so a lot of these animals are just dying just so their meat can go into a trash can somewhere. They won't, nobody... No corporations consider like giving it to the homeless before mm-hmm. it expires or anything like that. Either. Well, yeah, they just slap a two dollars off sticker on it the last day of its expiration and yeah. hope that I come in there and buy it, which I will. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, then they toss it the next day. You know what I mean? It yeah, goes yeah. in a hot, hot bin. Then Joe Exotic and them show up and get trash cans full <laughs> yeah. and go give it to the tigers. <laughs> Dude, I've I've honestly been trying a lot of different like the morning star like vegan stuff like my girl loves it so she makes it all the time and literally some of the stuff that she gets she won't even tell me that it's vegan and I try and I'm like damn it was really good she's like yeah this shit was vegan guess you like it after all yeah I don't know <laughs> about going full vegan I think I still want to eat meat I love meat I love um, steak love steak and you know like barbecue but. Some there's definitely some substitutes out there that I'm yeah. like holy shit. Yeah. There's definitely. Like, I was a vegetarian for five years, and uh, the only thing I can say about vegetarians and all the supplement stuff is like people like that. It's good to substitute things, but you're still getting something that is overly processed. Like, all mm. everything soy in America, all soy in America, 97% of soy in America is GMO. So you're never going to, you're, you're hardly ever going to get any soy that's non-GMO. Yeah. So it's, you, you're getting chemically processed stuff. And, like, the one thing I try to say to people that do do that is, like, it sucks and having to work for it is hard but like make your own because it is so easy to make a dank ass veggie burger mm. like it, it it really is and it just takes beans and also soy with soy especially soy produce it makes people produce estrogen in their body so it's like you can overload your system on that hormone especially being a guy it's not really the greatest thing for you but like uh and two, another thing w- that I always had a problem with while I was while I was vegetarian is that like the purpose of being a vegetarian 
is to go to liking <coughs> things that aren't meat, not tricking your brain into substituting a meat. So, like, you don't, you, you should be training yourself to not want a sausage patty, not, like... Right. Trying to eat veggie patties. And yeah, stuff. like, not trying to eat a veggie sausage patty to, to get your yeah, brain, on, like, which I'm, I'm not... Nothing, it's nothing against anybody, like, do, do you, I don't care what you do, I just, it, it's just so, it's the same problem with regular processed food, like a fucking hot dog, like, yeah. it's, it's just not the best thing for our bodies, it's not what we're supposed to be. You don't want to train your brain into just, like, this visual thing, where, like, this looks good because it looks like yeah. the thing that's right. not, that I don't want to eat. Right. You yeah. want to train yourself to be like, that head of lettuce looks good right, right. like know. that yeah. actual like health to actually have self-control yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i'm bad at that dude like me i'll too. be the first one to admit it like i it's really hard for me to look at a lot of like leafy greens and be like that looks good i'm like i'm like yeah. a couple of those would look good next to a big ass yeah, yeah exactly a couple of those would look good next to a steak or right. a <laughs> burger <laughs> Or, like, they would be good on a taco. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, any, we, I got another podcast. I don't, but the studio, FXBG yeah. Public Radio, has another podcast coming in. How long have we been there soon? Over an hour. Oh, damn. Um, if anybody likes wrestling podcasts, Podcast World Order is next. Oh, shit. Shit. <laughs> We're about to come in here and start fucking doing Hulk Hogan leg drops on everybody <laughs> and shit. Have to get Fuck a hip replacement. Get, get the table. <laughs> <laughs> we got I was gonna say. <laughs> Any uh, in the chairs? Yeah, yeah we have folding chairs. We just need a ladder <laughs> and a belt. You guys got any final thoughts? I got some friends with TCW. I'll get the belts here <laughs> real quick. But any final thoughts? Words of wisdom to if you were if you were on broadcast television for every person in the world right now, what would you say? Be kind to one another. It's simple enough. Yeah. That's too dogmatic. Fuck that. Don't do that. <laughs> Some people suck. Be kind to one another. <laughs> there you go. That's better. Yeah. I like the balance. Yeah. Um. I don't honestly know. Don't let them tell you that Maxwell fucking killed herself. <laughs> don't. <laughs> nah. Didn't they? Didn't they like? Uh, didn't that dude go up there and kill the judge that was like for the yeah man uh, that was all this was all kind of something I just found out like on the way over here I was oh, like yeah. checking the news on my phone. they tried to kill the judge that they got ended up killing the son and wounding the husband okay. or something like that yeah so yeah, world is crazy. yeah fucking the world <laughs> is fucking, fucking crazy. crazy and that there you go there thanks, you go thanks for <laughs> fucking saying yeah. something. <laughs> We got, crazy. I know that a lot of conspiracy theorist people make things sound fucking crazy, mm. but the worst thing you can do as a human being is say something can't happen. Yeah. Motherfucking people said that Hitler couldn't happen. Like, slavery fucking happened. Your government did syphilis trials infecting fucking mass amounts of people with syphilis just to see the effects. Like, don't like you, you got we got to like stop living in this like anything's possible yeah in this fake like reality of like shelteredness like uh, like cuz like America's finally like getting a taste of what the rest of the world goes through mm -hmm. cuz we've been so fucking sheltered here whether anybody wants to like think about it or not for the last few fucking 
decades, man. We haven't really felt the like the harshness and the realities of the world, and like it's uh, we're conditioned. Yeah, people are fucking crazy. Of every walk of life, people are fucking crazy. Like I walked, I watched a video today of a guy walk up to four people and shoot them in the fucking head. Like people are insane. Stop thinking that things just can't happen. Yeah, yeah, like. I think also important to go along with that when it comes to like conspiracy theories and what could or would your government or whoever do is question everything and, and take everything with a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. When it comes to taking downloading all that information in your brain is it's, it's a lot. I mean, we're being exposed to information at a rate that like our parents never were exposed oh, yeah. to. Like oh, it's yeah. it's in our hands. It's, it's also our frying our yeah. fucking brains too. I think <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. the same way the sun's frying that grass out back. Yeah, for sure. This is awesome, guys. How can they find you? So I'm at uh, at Ritual Glass VA on Instagram. If you're interested in some work, I'm currently building my home studio, so not taking any orders. But if you just want to look at some cool stuff and if you like it, let me know. Didn't you say you were gonna blow me a enjoy the trip glass before? What's that? Didn't you say you were gonna blow me a glass before? Uh, I dream that. No, I don't know. Maybe yeah, he dreamed I, it. I, I, dreamed <laughs> I might have. Well, it might have been somebody else. It, was, yeah. it might have been somebody else. I've, I've, yeah, I've currently, currently trying. Like, to. <laughs> Once upon a time. All right, Mike Willis, how do they find you? Uh, find me on Facebook at Mike Willis, of course, and then uh, Instagram is at Mike Willis underscore get em. and then YouTube, Mike Willis Man, uh, SoundCloud. It is call me. I say sound clown. <laughs> Good enough. Call me Mike Willis. You can find me on that shit. And I'll put all the links in the yeah. uh, description of the video and shit too. Play Thanks, my guys. music. Stream it. Yep. Play it at your <laughs> local church. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Real shit. And and a meeting. <laughs> awesome. Bye. Thanks, y'all.